All right, all right. So we have here Lariani. Welcome to Refresco Hour with your girl, V Annie. Thank you for having uh, uh, me. Yeah, of course. I'm super excited. One of my mains, one of my mains being interviewed. Um, so tell us, tell us who you are, um, what you do, your why, if possible. <laughs> my why, yes. Okay, so as Vanessa has introduced me, I am Lariani. I am originally from a town outside of Boston, Massachusetts, and um, growing up was actually like pretty dope where I was from because there was a lot of Brazilians, um, a lot of different um, Latinos, felt like I grew up in a space that was um, very mixed and I loved it, and um, I myself am Dominican, what's up, and (laughs) (laughs) And, um, no, like, ever since I was three years old like I've known I've wanted to be an actress so I kind of dictated which middle school and which high school I went to to depend on like what courses I would be able to take in that and then from there like I continued my study at Emerson College and I got my BFA in theater and performance and um, I have to say that my journey has definitely been a blessed one because I received a scholarship both from my university as well as a private one outside. So I, you know, was able to have a way to go and pursue my dream. And Mm -hmm. I grew up with, you know, a single mom and two older brothers. And my mom has always been supportive of me. She never once tried to steer me away, you know, telling me that I should pursue something else. She says, you know, if you work hard, you know, you'll achieve anything that you set your mind to. The sky is literally the limit. Um, so I'm super thankful and grateful to have her as my mom. And um, so, yeah, I went to Emerson. I studied acting for four years. And my very last semester, I came out to L.A. And I did a quote-unquote study abroad. Because <laughs> L.A., I guess, <laughs> is abroad. And uh, I did my semester out here. It was amazing. I went to... I want to say maybe like three networking events um, and one of them I was invited to by a mentor of mine who at the time was the senior vice president over at the CW for current programming mm-hmm. and I you know was able to sit down with her and have a conversation and let her know like what my goals and aspirations were in this industry and she said well if you want to work in production come back in June because that's when all the production companies will be hiring their PAs. And I was like, okay, bet. So I literally went (laughs) back to my dorm room. And that same night, I bought my round trip ticket to to come back to L.A. And so I think for me, like, I've always known that this was the place where I was going to be, where I was going to pursue my career. And it's something that, you know, I've talked with my mom about since I was a kid. So it was something that we all knew was coming. That's interesting, especially the notion of like you knowing that California was for you. Mm-hmm. How did you guys like come to California as the decision? Um, I think for me, it was always seen as Hollywood being the location where all the films um, and television shows were being mm-hmm. created and made. So I knew that California would be the perfect place for me to come to be able to 
pursue this passion and have all the opportunities in this area. You know, granted, there is a small like film industry that's being created in Boston. So I could have stayed home, but I just think that there was a more abundance out here in LA and my spirit was just calling me here. So it kind of was, yeah, the way, um, it wasn't easy. I am my mom's only daughter and the baby. So there was a lot of, (laughs) girl, there was a lot of tears that, um, was shed when I I was coming back. Yeah. Just knowing your mom personally, también, like, it's like, oh my God, I can only imagine her. <laughs> and even, even certain situations, which we won't get into in the podcast, but Girl, yes. many instances where your mom, like, she's just go hard or go home. Like, she is so loyal and loving. It, it's amazing to have that kind of support. Mm-hmm. It truly is a blessing um, to have her on my team you know because I know a lot of people mm-hmm. don't have that blessing um, and so it's one that I don't take for granted but yeah like it was it was hard in the beginning um, and mm-hmm. even when I moved out to LA okay so me moving out to LA I had a car because um, I bought it during my semester my last semester of college I basically mm-hmm. stuffed it with everything that I had in my dorm and I was like you know what I'm gonna leave my car here and all my stuff here as an anchor to make sure that I do come back because I know the temptation of my mom saying no like stay a little bit longer could have definitely been there uh, but mm-hmm. having everything here kind of was like no like I have to go and so I you know was fortunate enough to have a car a mentor of mine that I um, was introduced to while I was in college graciously opened her doors for me so I was able to stay with her for the first six months and um I had a savings girl I had a 13k savings and I rode that for a good year and some change Mm -hmm. wow that is amazing Mm -hmm. and I swear it's because of the scholarships that I had I was able to um any leftovers that the university didn't end up using whether it was for housing or um the actual tuition i just was Mm -hmm. able to take in as a refund and i just kept saving all of that money because i knew that in a couple of years i was going to go to la and i would need it so i also was like very um money savvy Mm -hmm. when it came Mm -hmm. to that because i had my mindset on the future instead of the present well yes in the present moment but I wasn't gonna Mm -hmm. allow myself to like go buy clothes or like go eat out a lot because I knew what my goal was going to be so Mm -hmm. yeah like Mm -hmm. I was super blessed um able to have all of that when I first came out to LA and then I just kind of started networking you know, two weeks in, I was volunteering and I was asking the Latinos. I was like, okay, where the Dominicans at? Because I need some platanos, <laughs> I need some merengue, you know? Like, I, <laughs> I need that, like, energy and spirit in my life. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so from that, like, I was able to um, speak out and basically, like, ask for what I wanted. You know, like, I wanted a community. I wanted my, like, home away from home. And by vocalizing that i was able to find dominicans in cali hey you know that's where i found <laughs> you absolutely um, and a lot of my really close friends out here and i 
you know, I say that a lot. I've been saying it a lot. And I truly do feel like I've been blessed in my life, you know, because hearing stories from you and from the other people in the group, like that you guys have been out here in L.A. for longer without this community, you know, and I was able to find you guys three weeks in. Um, and Oh, yeah, to- for me, for me, too. Like it, when I first, first got here, I didn't know about Dominicans in Cali till I left back <laughs> to finish my master's. I'm like, dang. Okay, but they'll be, they'll, they'll still be there when I get back. Yeah, <laughs> totally. There's no mm-hmm. problem. <laughs> um, but to know that like Dominicans in Cali, like the community in essence started small and started like back in 2012. Mm-hmm. It's crazy to to how much community we have now that like you see a Dominican in the street and it's like, yo, mi gente. Like, <laughs> you just, you're just so excited yes. because you're like, you're not used to it. But yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So you packed your, you packed your car. You had, you had everything from your dorm. Explain that process a little bit because what, what did you have to bring over here, aside from the good money and the strong discipline that you got, girl? Because <laughs> props to that. Thank you. Um, okay, so the process, I guess, from transitioning from my very last semester to moving out here. I mean, like, in my dorm room, it was essentially, like, all my clothes. You know, like, all mm. my clothes. It was, like, the bedding, pillows. Um, what else? It was... I don't think I had any lamps, but like shoes, books, a lot of books, girl. Um, nice. You know, like my yoga mat, little things like that. Like I just had a bunch of stuff that I needed for the semester. And I obviously didn't need a majority of it going home. I took the clothes that I needed, but I left a mm-hmm. lot of it in my car. Um, what else? Like bins where I could store more things. Yeah, like it was really just like things that I had for the semester. Because I, I like that you have that college perspective. And, you know, I, I don't know if you want to disclose your age here or not. But, um, you know, just being a, the essence of a college student, choosing to dream abroad, right? Mm-hmm. Like, dream abroad and pursue this. To have savings, to be able to delegate what you're bringing and what you're not bringing. I feel like it's... There's a strong level of determination in that. That's very admirable. Um, so you're giving our audience this perspective through your lens, but I'm pretty sure many college students could relate to wanting to have a similar experience. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, no, it's it's true, but I think uh, it all stems from my childhood and my upbringing. You know, I Mm. think I've learned from a young age that I had to be, I had to chase after what I wanted, you know, Mm -hmm, and my mm -hmm. mom always told me this phrase, si no lloras, no mamas, which in English is translated to the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Um, Mm. And so it was always a matter of being vocal about my passion being vocal about my desire i think i definitely am very lucky to have had such a strong conviction of what my passion was um and then again like i in when i was in eighth grade my history teacher basically came up to me and said that they're starting a new program in high school 
that was called Making It Happen. And it was essentially mm. bringing minority students into the honors history course as well as AP US history. And that was because they found a lot of white kids were the ones who were taking those courses. And they said, mm. you know, like, to do the best that we can in providing support for these underrepresented students so that they can feel like they can thrive in these spaces. Awesome. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. It truly was like a great program. And I think that's that um, introduced me to my ninth grade history teacher. And she mm-hmm. saw, you know, my work um, and was like, you know, there's a program called, it was just like, I was blessed with a lot of programs. So then she told me about a program called Step Up to Excellence. And that was from sophomore year to senior year. And you were paired with a teacher at the high school and you basically met every single week and you talked about your week and you talked about your goals and so that's where I started to learn what goals were and how you know into how to set a semester goal as well as how to set a yearly goal and so every single week we would meet okay what steps are you taking this week to make sure you meet your semester goal and what state Mm -hmm. you know and so that helped me get into that mindset and that rhythm so I am a huge advocate for mentorship which is why like anywhere I can I'll look for a mentor as well as people Mm -hmm. that I can mentor because I feel like I have learned a lot from mine and I want to impart that and pass that on because one of mine told me you know like I was like thank you so much like Um, I don't even know, like, what to do to thank you. And she's like, pass it forward. Mm. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, yes, I will. And so I think um, that since high school has definitely instilled that drive um, in me and what I believed helped me in college, you know, to be able to succeed. um, And then now out here, because Mm -hmm. again, like, Yes, I had a savings, like, yes, you know, like, I had a car, but I left my whole family behind, mm-hmm. you know, like, I left my best friends behind, like, like, what we do, like, I love that you created this podcast of transplants, the bravery that we have to have, the courage that we have to have to be able to step away from everything that we've ever known. Mm -hmm. to pursue this like desire that's in our heart that like who knows if it'll come to pass but that's why we have to work so hard to make the Mm -hmm. sacrifices be worth it absolutely absolutely so once you got here right what was that feeling like once you landed in LA um the very first day like so I landed in the evening Um, And I was kind of like in a foggy, surreal state, like, oh, this is actually happening. Um, And I, you know, like took everything out of my car, put it into my mentor's place. And then the next morning I woke up and I was like, oh, I'm on my own now. I have to go food (laughs) shopping. Like, I was like, what does that even look like? Because my mom would always go food shopping, you know, like. So it was a lot of adulting that needed to take place and a lot of um, firsts that took place. Um, So Mm -hmm. I think like a mixture of like excitement, but also like nerves and being scared. Um, But I, something that I did before getting to LA 
was mm-hmm. looking into an organization called Nalip, which is yes. yes, you know of it. Okay, Ben. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, for the listeners, I guess who don't, Nalip. Yes, Nalip is the National Association of Latino Independent Producers. Um, they are a great empire, you know, within this industry in terms of providing spaces for Latinos to be able to showcase their content, you know, and to be able to learn from those who are in the industry so that they can have a better understanding of it, as well as um, learn about the opportunities that be presented with them. So I learned about that. And before I even flew out, flew back to LA, I was like, hey, like, can I volunteer? And because they had their media summit after me moving. So I think for me, like a part of it was um, placing something in my future that gave me kind of a place to go um, Mm -hmm. in -hmm. terms of like a direction and something to look forward to. So I was just like, okay, like I got this two weeks. Let me just like drive around or like learn this area and like get everything settled in my home. And then when I volunteer, that's kind of was like the springboard to everything else that played out um, in my time, like that I've been here in LA. Oh, that's amazing. And when, when you talk about the springboard, um, what have been those, those opportunities that, you know, you can describe for, for the audience? My favorite thing to do is to go backwards and see the domino effect on how a single event has played on my life. So mm. when it comes to the Nali Media Summit, I guess we'll start as that being the first domino. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I was there and I was being so consumed by all the Latino talent that were in this industry um, and just like seeing how powerful we are and how strong our voice is. And then I loved it, but I was like, okay, but like where are the Dominicans at? Like, let me go and like look for them or find them. And I found a couple, but they all were from New York. And I was like, okay, yeah, but like, where's the ones in LA? And I was introduced to a man who told me about Dominicans in Cali. And so by being introduced to Dominicans in Cali, like I remember like the day after the event had ended, I posted a photo and I tagged the group. And then literally Mm -hmm. like a couple of hours later, they reposted my photo on their page. And I was like, okay, like I'm receiving this love from this community that I have at but I felt like already welcomed into it. And mm-hmm. I and I noticed that they were having an event the week later. And by going to that event, I was like, you know what? I am alone in California. I don't know anybody. This is in Hollywood on Hollywood Boulevard at like 8 p.m. at night. Probably not the most, you know, like safest thing to do. But like, <laughs> this is, yeah, yeah. you know. Disclaimer. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I was like this is something that I want and like this is a community that I want and that I've been looking for so I'm gonna just like go ahead and do it so I remember like I literally went um and I walked in and there was like a circle of like eight or so women and I kind of was just like standing a part of the circle and Ethanese was the one who literally turns to my side and she was like hi I'm Ethanese 
what's your name? And I was like, oh, like, I'm Mariani. I like just, <laughs> you know, I was like, hi, right. I, I just moved here three weeks ago. And she was like, what? And she starts introducing me to everyone, you know? And like, I will never forget that moment because again, like I was received with love. And I think that's something that's so powerful about our community is that we just want to love on each other. Um, and so I was able to meet a lot of people and within that community, I, there was a girls chat, right? Like on WhatsApp, all the females in Dominicans and Cali were a part of it. And a woman who at the time worked at Disney, Mm -hmm. Alicia, she was the one who posted saying that, Hey, like I have a friend who I've worked with at Disney they're doing a pro bono photo shoot with Danny Trejo. So like, it's a great contact to have. And I was like, girl, I am not doing anything. I don't have any job. I'm available. What's up? Right. <laughs> like, I'm ready for you. You know, what's next? <laughs> right. And so I ended up volunteering. I mean, yeah, I was volunteering my time for the day. Um, to work on this shoot and the producers saw my work ethic to the point where they were like yo like she got the producer in her because I like ended up doing something that they you know like saw and they ended up calling me back to work on another production that they were doing and then they called me back yet again and those callbacks were paid this time you know so sometimes people like to say like oh doing unpaid work is beneath me um, or X, Y, and Z, but it's kind of like if you're at the bottom, what could be beneath that? You know, mm-hmm. like you're, you're mm-hmm. already starting from ground zero, so just take everything that you can because you never know where that could lead. Right, right. And so one of the projects that I worked on with them was a BET promo shoot for the Soul Train Awards with Erica Badu. Yes, more life, more life. (laughs) (laughs) And it was a great experience. Like I ended up meeting a woman who worked um, at BET who was from Boston, you know, like the same area that I was from. And so we were able to connect there. um, And I met another, you know, like I met the other PAs and we exchanged Instagrams. And that set a year later would have landed me the opportunity to be a production assistant on Raven's Home. Because, Oof. yes, because one of the PAs, like, reached out to me, like, it was put on his heart because he just got um, the position as a PA. And he was like, hey, like, I'm working on this Disney show. Like, it's called Raven's Home. They're looking for another PA. And so I was, like, wondering if you wanted me to send over your resume. And again, like, I hadn't talked to this guy in a year um, yeah, yeah. And I was like, yes, like, da 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 like, I'll send it over. So I sent over my resume. And that Monday, I get a call asking if I was free that week to come in an interview. And I was like, yes, I can come in tomorrow. So I went Tuesday, um, had a great interview. I left out of there, like, feeling super confident. And then yes. that following day, so on Wednesday, I ended up getting the call that they're hiring me to be the office PA. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. You know, amazing blessing. And I ended up working on that show for 11 months for their season three um, run. 
and it was amazing because I, you know, like I was straightforward with them and told them, you know, that I'm interested in pursuing acting, but I'm also interested in directing. And so I think like being able to be an office pay, like it need to see how, you know, a television set works and how, right. you how know, things are run. <laughs> exactly. And so like, I th- to the nitty gritty of it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Cause you know, office pay is be like, in Listen. the know like yes <laughs> almost everything that's going on right and so you know again like god put it on their heart to hire me and i ended up there and just like knowing about all the different departments that are a part of this production and learning about the structure of when the script first comes out and you have a table read on a monday to then filming on Thursday and Friday, you know, like just seeing like how quick it is um, mm-hmm. and just the structure of it all and about the producer run throughs and then the network run throughs. And I was able to meet some of the Disney execs. And what's funny is that like one of the new that came on board, I ended up knowing him like because I had known him for like a year and a half prior when he was working at BET. And so it's like this industry truly does get smaller the longer that you're working in it. Um, mm-hmm. and it's just like, if you have a good energy and a good attitude, you can be able to have those, rel- you know, and like, here he was as the highest position, I guess you can say on the set. Cause he was at the network talk to me, a PA who's kind of the bottom saying that we were colleagues, you know? Mm. And I was just like, that's like respect, you know, to- that is respect. Absolutely. Mm-hmm to be able to see everyone equally you know so yeah but like again like that opportunity wouldn't have happened if I hadn't seeked Nalip to go and volunteer um and then kind of say yes to the opportunities to come what an amazing domino effect like I really like that concept and the fact that your your type of reflection is that for you and your process and I do hope that you know the audience can can take that as a lesson in and of itself too so what do you feel right like now that you're in 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 the momentum of things actively in your passion living through it what are some lessons that you've learned throughout this throughout living as a transplant here and maybe some things that you're grateful for in your process as a transplant I am grateful for everyone who has helped me along this journey. You know, from the very jump, it being my mentor, telling me, you know, that if I wasn't able to find a a living space before the time that I had planned on moving out to LA, she would welcomely open her doors for me, you know? And I feel like I Mm -hmm. wouldn't have been able to have the jump start to California if she hadn't done that. Um, and every single person afterwards, you know, the advice that they've been given, the fact that they'll give me time to meet with me. I've had a couple of informational interviews with different, um, people in this industry, be it casting associates or be it people who have formed directing programs, um, to just like network executives, because I had just asked, 
you know, and they were kind enough to open their doors and say, yeah, come on in for like an hour during my lunch break or half an hour, whatever it may be, so that I can pick their brain and ask them questions. And one of the advice that I was given is don't be afraid to ask, you know, yeah. so so I think mm-hmm. like definitely like a thing that I'm grateful for is everyone who has been able to be kind and like open their hearts and open their mind for me. Um, and so that's like a huge advice that I would give to others um, to put your ego to the side, you know, and don't be afraid to mm. ask. Don't be afraid to say that you don't know, you know, don't be afraid to be vulnerable and say that you feel lonely, you know, because then that person who you're speaking to is also like California is full of transplants, you know, so like, yeah. everyone, <laughs> everyone at the end of the day, like knows what it feels like in the beginning or even like during the marks when you feel like maybe you should just go home you know so i think like being vocal about that you'll end up surrounding yourselves with the people who are also honest um and who can kind of guide you through that or be like hey you know what i think you've just had too much free time right now in between gigs let me give you a gig to like work on so that you can like keep at it and remind yourself to keep working you know so that's like a big thing Mm-hmm. I I definitely understand that too because in my in my intro ep- episode as well, like you know, I mentioned that you know without Karen being there as my sorority sister, who I never met till I got here, <laughs> if it wasn't for her opening up her doors um, with grace and with with so much love, you know, I I don't know where I would have been staying prior to me landing like. The, the spot with my roommates at the time or or whatever whatever yeah. might have happened you know like it, it's crazy how the alignment happens for you mm-hmm. um what do you recommend Amen. for another transplant that would be in a similar situation as yours in, yes. in a similar shoes yeah yeah okay yeah. um well if you are just about to leave college know that you don't have like you won't have everything figured out, you know? And, like, I think there's a lot of pressure on us to be told, okay, like, you in, like, one or two years, like, you should be in your dream job or, like, you should, like, have something secured or X, Y, and Z. But I see some other students who have graduated the same year that I have who are working different jobs, you know, and that aren't necessarily in the industry. But I think, like, you... You should know that this is going to be something for the long haul and to continue to strive for it in any way, shape or form. And a part of that is just like being vocal, you know, and mm-hmm. letting people know like, hey, yeah, like I'm a waitress right now. But, you know, like I'm interested in acting. And then you end up meeting someone who's like, oh, I have a friend who's a writer and another friend who's a director. Let's all like link up next weekend and film a short, you know. And so, like, mm-hmm. I think that there's always ways to be um, creative and I think, like, to give yourself the benefit of the doubt that you're not going to have everything figured out. Like, have a timeline, but be flexible with it. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I want to do a, a, a ghetto clink. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> a cheers to you, um, to your kind, determined spirit. And just, you know, again, for being one of my closest friends and, and someone that I... I look look to for the creative realm right (laughs) but overall just being an amazing friend and thankful for for the opportunity for you to be a part of this because you know i'm really excited to interview many others (laughs) (laughs) thank um 
for creating this platform. I love you. You've been like one of my closest friends since I moved out to LA. It was literally like you and Ida Nice. Um, <laughs> and, and like I you know again like a part of community is like having the people who you can lean on and I feel like I've definitely been able to lean on you through like the highs and the lows that I've experienced so I thank you for your love and your grace thank you <laughs> and your warmth you know yeah so so I appreciate that a lot but I also had to do the shameless plug So where can people find you? What is something that, you know, you can plug the audience to something that you're actively maybe working on or looking to work on? Yes. Okay. So my Instagram is at Lariani Perez. So that's L-A-R-I-A-N-N-Y-P-E-R-E-Z. And um, I have been on and off, but I'm trying to be more consistent. Quarantine is kind of, you know, like vibing or like messing with my vibes but i do life lessons <laughs> with lariani so life which lessons i love with lariani on youtube yes um and it's kind of like talking about what i talked about on here you know like being able to talk about my journey but in such a way where i'm able to give a life lesson so that other people can take that with them you know and apply it to their life so if you guys could check that out i would love that <laughs> Yes. Well, thank you again so much, Lari. I love you so much. This is your girl, B. Annie, on her Fresco Hour. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye.